What's up, beautiful people? Hey Welcome back to the podcast. What's up, beautiful people? We're so glad that you're here. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe. We've got all kinds of great guests coming up. An amazing guest with us today yes. who actually just celebrated a birthday a couple of days ago. So <laughs> happy birthday, Ellie Holcomb. So glad that you're on the podcast today with us. Um, yes. Guys, if you're unfamiliar with Ellie's music or her books, she's an amazing children's book author, also an incredible musician. She's married to Drew Holcomb of Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. If you're familiar with them, they're amazing. Uh, just very multi-talented and kind person. And we're so glad. Mm -hmm. Multiple Dove Awards. Like, come on. <laughs> yes. like, this girl's kind of got a whole list of things that we could use to introduce her. Uh, <laughs> but we might as well just kind of get straight to the conversation because she's a sweetheart. And I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Yes. So how you doing, Ellie? I'm so good and i'm so glad to be here with y'all thanks for having me yeah are you where are you right now because you guys are on tour right drew yes yeah, so drew's on tour my okay. husband with his band and he'll i mean this is like a we're trying a different rhythm so he's trying to be gone for one long section rather than like every weekend of the fall oh wow <laughs> so, yeah yeah we started yeah. our kids started doing soccer and he was like I cannot be gone every weekend. And I I miss all the games. Yeah. So we, so he's trying to cram it all into about three and a half weeks. So I will be like steady on the home front. Um, awesome. The three, we got three kids and a, and a new puppy. So I'll be <laughs> wrangling all the, all the yes. kids while he is singing songs on the road. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. But we home did is the... Nashville. Did I say that? We're, I'm in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. I yeah. we should have, we should have thought about it and like done this in person. Cause like we are yeah. here as well. We're in the same town. Yeah. So we yeah. should either way connect and have you guys over for dinner or something like that. Mm -hmm. I would love that for now. We can just like, you know, like Wi five. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We, um, we traveled for a long time as well. Um, I do music on the, you know, I, I did music pretty much full time for yeah. almost two decades. And, yeah. um, again, I mean, we have seven kids, so uh, it, it does get crazy to try to like juggle the school schedules and, um, the, now they're trying to all do some sports stuff and Taekwondo and all that. And it's just wild. So the last few years, like we've made a really intentional shift to like be home and I'll still release a single every once in a while, but like, it's, it's wild. I think you and Amanda could really connect on yeah. what it looks like to try. I'm out. just so curious to hear how you do it all because <laughs> it is, it's a lot when you're talking about motherhood and you know, you're an author and a musician and you guys travel and like how, yeah. like, what are your secrets to, to <laughs> handling it all and not losing your mind? You know? <laughs> yeah. We don't, we drop a lot of balls. Yeah. That's what we say too. When <laughs> people ask them, I'm like, we don't, you, you do like, like whatever's most important at the moment. That, yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. It feels, it really does feel that way. And I'm so, I think one of the things that I'm the most thankful for, it is so fun meeting other people who do this crazy work or know anything about it. Cause it is kind of wild. Like, I mean, yeah. Emmy Lou, our, our oldest, how old, what are the ages of y'all's remind me of your kids spread again? 18, seven, 17, 16, 16, yeah. 14, eight and seven. So yeah, yeah. So it's wild. a handful because we just had three birthdays sort of back to back. So yeah, but got... lots of teenagers. Yeah. So it's crazy Gosh, once they start yeah. to get older and the dynamic changes a little bit. I mean, it was it was hard when they were all younger, but I feel like at least everyone was kind of like in the same 
spot. Now we have like kids going all over the place and you're trying Every to like which yeah. keep track of it all. Yeah. Um, Coordinate who's driving who, where. Yes. Yeah, it exactly. is. I, I actually, um, when I was first starting, cause when Emmy Lou, so our, we're like nine, Emmy Lou, Huck and Rivers, nine, seven and four. So okay. it's like, we're, we're, you know, they're still little, you know, mm-hmm. but they're starting to have their own little worlds and friends and yeah. Yeah, activities and stuff. So that is when we were first starting, Emmylou, all the kids were on the road with us. I think by like at two weeks, we were just, wow. there wasn't like much maternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's integrated. It just is like, come, we're all going, we're all going. So when yeah. Emmylou was little, y'all probably have similar stories to this because I think by the time she was six months old, she had been to like 32 states in Canada. Wow. wow. Yeah. By the time she yeah. was a year old, she'd been to most of those states uh, again. Yeah. And so um, awesome. it is, yeah, life on the road, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, it's been a, re- they are more often home and come with us some, I love it. You know, we just have different seasons. So we're always kind of shifting, dropping balls and being like, okay, well, this isn't working. Let's try this. (laughs) But I think think my favorite part, and y'all probably feel the same way of doing this, you know, life on the road, working, bringing the kids along, um, is, is I have been so well aware from the very beginning that we, that it takes a village. Mm. Like I, I literally, you know, my husband and I were on stage together. So we, had to have somebody helping us watching because we couldn't bring her on the stage with us. So it was, it has been such a beautiful thing from the very beginning. Um, I think my personality tends to be more like, I'm like a recovering perfectionist. So I'm like, I got this, I can do all of this and we can line it all up and we'll get it done. And just from the very, from almost day one, it just is like, oh man, this is going to take a community of people Mm. to raise up these kids and how beautiful to get to know we don't have to do that alone I think I would have felt a lot more lonely in the early days of parenting if it had not been for our crazy job so yeah something I love about that is um you know so many people have this misconception that having kids means like life as you know it is over And I love meeting people who are still doing it. It's like, no, no, no. Like this is it. it, Maybe we have to get creative and figure things out, but like life doesn't stop. Like we, we still have dreams. We still have goals. We, we still are individuals. We're still a couple. We're still a marriage. We still have passion and calling and talents and gifts to give the world. And, and and so we're inviting our children to come with us into that. We we brought you into this world. Okay. We're going to take you into the world with I, us as we go. Into and the here world. we all go. Let's, <laughs> look, let's go. Right. The adventure is something that can be experienced together as a family. And I think oh, I that's that. something that our kids um, talk about a lot. Actually, now that they're older, they have all these fond memories of as crazy oh. as it sounds like being in the car for a whole day, you know, and like going from place to place place and seeing all these different things and having all these different experiences. Like it's something that for them, like now it's like, oh, it's just eight hours. Yeah, we can do, we can do that drive. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's easy nothing. For them. Right. Yeah, nothing. Eight hours is nothing. Right? We'll make some <laughs> memories. We'll see some sights. Yeah. Like this is exciting. That's it sort so of great, y'all. instills this wanderlust and desire to see the world and the beauty in it and recognize it really, you know, from I a very young that. age. I, I think that's that. so cool that you guys have done that. And obviously you're figuring it out, you know, for this new phase of life. Um, yeah. But 
um, it's still there and it's still part of your DNA. And I, I think that's a very kindred uh, spirit with our family as well. So. Yeah. It's so fun. It's fun to hear like older, it just, I'm like, I'm kind of honestly relieved to hear that your kids are like, Oh, we love that. Cause I'm yeah. like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've had so many conversations like that, yeah. especially when they were younger. We're like, are we getting this right? Are we yeah. going to like look back and right. be like, man, I wish I had done that different, but and you'd <laughs> learn a lot along the way. Cause obviously yeah. you don't get it right all the time, but right. I, I think right. that it's been encouraging to see the beauty that's come out of that season yeah. and how much the kids did really enjoy it. And so we did a oh, full wow. on um, two month trip. It was not music related whatsoever. We just were like, you know, we're, we're building a house here in Nashville and anyone who's ever tried to build a house in this season of yeah. the world knows that it takes a billion years. Yeah. Uh, and so we ordered Specifically our windows. Specifically a billion. A, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. <laughs> we ordered our windows in March and uh, we were supposed to have them in like three weeks ago and we were told like, oh, it's going to be another, you know, three months or four months or whatever, which like was like, oh. But yeah. over, we, we bought this RV to live in while our house was being built, all yeah. nine of us. Oh, and my we were crazy. Yeah. And uh, and so we thought, oh, this it was be... fun for a little bit. We were over it. So we were like, we're just going to leave the beginning of the summer. There's no school. And we're just going to go away for two and a half months and just <laughs> not be in the RV at all. And, uh, just see the, see the country. So that's what we did. And like the kids were like, this is awesome. Like we get to travel and you don't have to, you know, play somewhere every night. Like you get to be with us the whole time. So it was really cool. Yeah. Just to, yeah. That is, that. that is great. We have a, a dream. I I'm like, I'm so glad to hear that y'all. This is so fun. Cause you don't meet <laughs> a ton of people who are like, yeah, Let's go, all of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but that is one one day or one idea that Drew and I have, like kind of like a, it's not that far off of a dream, actually. Yeah. Um, and we want to test it. We want to do a test room run before we do a whole year. Mm-hmm. But we thought about being in an RV and yeah. taking the kids um, and trying to do all 50 states. Yeah. Spend a week in each state do one show for that week and and then try to serve in some way and then do an adventure. So we'll see. We want to try like, you know, a month and see before we're like the whole year, let's go. And then be (laughs) like, just kidding. We're coming home. (laughs) Just saying that's a show idea. Like if you guys don't start a YouTube channel, whenever you do that, you're missing it. <laughs> do you, you want to add more to your plate? Because yeah. You add I'm like, we we don't, be... I don't know. I think we just want to play. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll have somebody come film some things yeah. along the way so we can tell the stories and have some memories. But it, it is, there is something so beautiful for me. And I think for our kids too, already, and they're so little still, but already, mm there's a sense that the world is bigger than just your little home yeah. and just your school. Um, I think, I, I just, I think there's such a, there's such an education in getting to travel in different yeah. places. And I, and yeah. I always, we always tell them this is such a luxury. This is a gift. Yeah. You yeah. know, not, not everybody gets to travel. And so I am yeah. so grateful for the gift. And there's, you know, hard parts about that too. We have to leave our kids a lot. And that is yeah. my yeah. least favorite job part of the job is when 
because they're in school. We're not homeschooling at this point. I think we may try that eventually at, at some point for a mm-hmm. season, but yeah. um, they love their school. They love their friends. And that's awesome. um, so we're, I try to leave less and, and for shorter amounts of time for the work yeah. that I do. And whenever I have to leave, they're like, no, you know, and I <laughs> it's so hard. Hey, I feel the same way, but our conversations with them, and you mentioned this earlier, but our conversations with them are like, you know, everybody has something beautiful to give to mm-hmm. the world as a gift and, and including all three of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, one of the gifts that we have and the beauty that we have to share with the world are these songs and these stories. Mm-hmm. And so we want to say that kind of surrendered yes to going to share the gift that we have with the world, because we want to model for you that we want you yeah. to give a yes to the beauty that you have to give with the world. And so they're yeah. like, okay. Yeah, I, love <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I guess, but it is, it's that kind of like living into calling and, um, I guess being a part of a bigger story than just your own family story and then letting them be swept up into that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We have a motto in our house. I made a little painting um, for Amanda for Christmas a couple of years ago that says where grace guides will go, um, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like just this idea of like our yes is on the table. Like God's called us to do some pretty crazy stuff over the years. Like we have seven kids, four of four of whom are adopted and like, we may not be done having kids. We'll see. I mean, I don't <laughs> moving into an RV, doing all these things, but there is a sense of like awe and wonder about it whenever yeah. it does work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, Sometimes God, it does it. And like the wonder and awe comes from the fact that, Hey, we survived, we learned, we grew, we, you know, uh, yeah. and, and there's experience that you have one, you know, hard won wisdom from the, mm. the thing you learned from that, you know? Um, but I love that idea of like just doing things and like letting that shape your experience and letting that create wisdom and maturity in you and in your kids. I think there's, there's something cool about parenting that way, you know, it is. And y'all COVID was really, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, such a heavy, so much loss for so many people. Um, and for us there, there was a lot of, I mean, it was a super scary time or you know, we, our work is to go yeah. and be right. in a room with a lot of people <laughs> close right. to each yeah. other. And yeah. so we, you know, couldn't do that for a while. And, um, and it was the, the gift of that was getting to, I don't think Drew and I had ever been in one place together for longer than two weeks. That was the longest we had ever been in any one place together. So we've spent a yeah. lot of time together. I was in his band for a lot of, for eight years, we traveled yeah. all over, spent more time than most married people do. I think we were in a yeah. station wagon for six years together oh, all wow. over the country, but it was such a gift to be in one place for longer than two weeks. And it happened yeah. to be home. And, um, that was a really beautiful experience for us and for our family. And it was hilarious because it was actually the kids first who were like, so when are we all going on a bus again? Like, <laughs> yeah. when are we gonna get out of here? <laughs> are you guys gonna leave? Like, do you have to go do anything? We kind of miss our nanny, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was really, it was really beautiful to be together, and then also I think to have this appreciation, even though it's crazy and hard traveling together, traveling without them, there I think there was an appreciation and a gratitude um, mm-hmm. for, built for a lot of things, not just our work 
and our lifestyle, but yeah. um, the breath in our lungs, you know, there is a yeah. lot of, of beauty that came even in the wake of that kind of hard season. Yeah. I love that. I think the slowing down and being intentional together, I think it was a really healing season for us in a lot of ways too, because yeah. it had been such a fast paced season. And so I think yeah. that um, there's always, God always brings beauty out of ashes, you know? And so there's yeah. this, all this devastation and loss and grieving, but, um, but we did see good things that the Lord was able to do through that time as well. So yeah, really grateful for it. Me yeah. too. And I, it actually kind of launched a new uh, trajectory, I think for us, or, or maybe core value. I don't know. <laughs> but we took, we took two weeks. We were like, okay, we're going to go somewhere. And we stayed in this, I mean, kind of a very rundown farmhouse um, <laughs> up in Long Island with no TV. Um, and we were like, we're going to go for two weeks. And there were chickens. It was be- beautiful, um, you know, land around the little farmhouse. So we were mainly yeah. outside and it was cool enough to where we could yeah. be. Um, and our kids, chase chickens for two weeks. I love that. <laughs> like so. the highlight of their summer. It was so <laughs> amazing. Um, but I think just mm-hmm. taking that time to, to rest and to be still and, and that takes some intentionality, takes some sacrifice. You know, we said no to some work that we yeah. probably could, you know, could have taken, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, we were like, you know what, we're going to try I don't know, to do it like they do in Europe. They take longer times to be away. And we were like, okay, we're going to take some notes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And what we learned and and try to slow things down a little bit. Uh, And I'm grateful for that. I could see Amanda like beaming with what you're saying right now. I just so resonate with all of it. This is my language, like (laughs) chickens and and rest. (laughs) It was, it is, it's hard. I mean, even um, social media, we kind of made a commitment to really not try to like Instagram the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Cause we, cause that's so often it just, the pace that we see even on our, phones and our computers is amazing gifts to that, but there is also an amazing gift to, um, the pause and stepping yeah. away yeah. from that, um, and the quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel, yeah, it's, it's definitely something I want to continue to, to pursue. And there is this, mm-hmm. you know, this tie, uh, there's a, a line, um, and the song that inspired this Christmas book that I just wrote, but enjoy to the world, let every heart prepare room, prepare him room. And I've been thinking and pondering that line. What does it look like for us to make room to rest, to make room to ponder, uh, you know, mysteries that we, we don't maybe of this world of spiritual nature that we maybe don't always make time for. And so, um, I'm looking for ways personally to do that on a day-to-day level, trying to wake up yeah. just a little bit earlier to have, even if it's one breath and a mm-hmm. sip of coffee before the kids start coming up. <laughs> yeah. But to have, to make space, to prepare room um, for wonder and for mystery to mm-hmm. grow in my heart is something that I'm hoping to do. <laughs> the reality is it's going to be okay if I miss out on a good thing because I'm prioritizing a great thing. It's going to be okay if I miss out on a few opportunities because I refused to miss out on being present with my family. It's going to be okay if I don't make quite as much money next month because I chose to make memories with my wife and kids instead. 
I'm learning that I will never regret choosing to slow down and check my blind spots before making decisions. It's going to be okay if I don't get there as quickly. Heck, it's going to be okay if I don't ever, quote, get there, because here is a pretty great place to be right now when you consider the alternative of, well, not being here. Even if here is a tough place and you're walking through the thick of it, now is still the only place you can actually get anything done. Unless you've figured out the secret of time travel, and if you have, please travel back to 2007 and tell me to buy a bunch of Netflix stock. Jesus was incredibly smart when he said, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow is quite literally a blind spot. It's pointless to be anxious about it. You have no idea what's going to come into your life and what's going to leave. You have no control over that, and you don't need to. That doesn't mean you don't plan and work and pray and dream. Dream big, bigger than you ever thought possible, and have a blast doing it. But don't let tomorrow's dreams blind you to the tangible joys of what's right in front of you right now. Breathe deep. Bask in the sun and enjoy the breeze on your face. Savor your food. Dance in the kitchen. Look people in the eye. Smile ginormously. Laugh hysterically. Take naps. Be present. Intentionally present. Gloriously present. Uncomfortably present. Irrationally present. Take care of today. And I promise you, tomorrow is going to be okay. If you enjoyed that clip from The Art of Getting It Wrong, you can always go to Audible and listen to the entire thing. Or wherever books are sold, you can get a physical copy as well. And now, back to the podcast. I love that you have a Christmas album that is going to be coming out and a children's book that yeah. you're talking about. Um, yeah, talk to us about The Resounding Joy because like, yeah. Joy to the World is yeah. one of my favorite songs ever written. It's not really a Christmas song. Like it's, right. which I found out like a couple years ago as right. a worship leader. Right. Every year you sing it at Christmas. And then I found that out and I tried to sing it in June and people were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, we cannot do this. Which is hilarious because when you record Christmas music, it is always in June or it's July. It's always in June. It's right. Christmas in no July. Because yeah. you have to get it done before the season comes. So mm-hmm. you're yeah. always like, De- I always decorate, you know, we decorate yes. the studio. I like wear like a winter coat and then like, immediately take it off when you leave. Yes. Yeah. Degrees outside. Right. That's our cool. thing, man. We, we will do like half Christmas sometimes where just because it's middle of July and we're tired of the heat, we <laughs> crank down the AC as cold as it'll go. The first year of COVID actually it was 2020 for my birthday. I, I was like, we're putting up the Christmas tree. And yeah. like, yeah. so we, we just, did the we whole, decorated the my whole birthday house was a redo yeah. of Christmas. I'm a Christmas guy. Like yeah. I, yeah. we are, we are yeah. Christmas people. So whenever mm-hmm. we hear that you're writing a, a Christmas book for kids, we're like, mm-hmm. heck yeah. And you're, this is your third, third kid's book, right? Children's third book, kid's book. Which is amazing. Yeah. And you've won like a Dove award for the accompaniment EPs, which yeah. is amazing as well. So cool. It's so like, cool. It, wow. it really is. It, the whole thing started when Emily was four. I start, I'd never planned to write kids books. Um, that was like not in my career path or plan, but mm-hmm. sweet little Emily when she was four, walked to the kitchen one day and was just like, Hey mom, who sang the first song? And I was like, Oh, that is, you oh. know, kids ask questions all the time. I love yeah. it. And sometimes they ask a question that you're like, I'm going to turn that question back around on you because I'm not sure how to answer that. So I was like, that's a great question, sweetie. I love that. Who do you think sang the first song? And she shrugged her little four-year-old shoulders and she said, "Mm, Dolly Parton. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all 
actually just got a dog. We have a little uh, golden doodle puppy who we named Dolly Parton. Oh, I love it. But I just, a true Tennessee and through and through. Um, we love Dolly in our house, but puppy and person. Um, but we, um, it is, I just loved that idea. And so went and really started doing some research and I was like, mommy's going to write you a children's book about this baby. And so the t- first book that, that I wrote was who sang the first song. And, um, for my faith tradition, um, come grew up in the church and found out that sort of the first story that's written of creation is actually in the form of a poem. There's this rhythm to it. There was morning, there was evening, and God said it was good. And so this beautiful idea that God created the world the world, and sang it into being because he created every single human and every single plant and animal to also repeat that sounding joy, to sing the song um, that he sang over all of us, that you're good and you're loved. And so um, it started this whole beautiful journey of of singing um, the beautiful story of God's love for us. And so that is, I was singing joy to the world last year during Christmas. And we got to that part, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. And I was like, Hey, what does joy sound like? Like what are all, and I love asking that question, question did a lot of market research in my house and in my neighborhood with kids. (laughs) What does joy sound like to you? And a lot of their answers are in the book. Um, most of my kids' books, you know, ask questions because kids ask questions too. And I'm just like, I'm going to be like a kid too. And, and send the questions right, right back out. And so, um, the book kind of asks that question, what does joy sound like? And then points back to that, you know, that beautiful story that's written. I think it's one of the most beautiful stories ever told that God comes and moves into the neighborhood and says, I want, you to know that my heart isn't out to get you. It's out to draw you near. Mm. And so, um, I love Christmas too. I feel like a female version of buddy, the elf (laughs) definitely doing a Christmas birthday party. Thank you for that. I next year, um, because I would start Uh, it in July always and like keep going all the year round. And mm. I love all the magic and the wonder of Christmas and all the traditions. Um, and I love, I love all different kinds of traditions all over the world and hearing about how different people celebrate Christmas. Um, but I also love the magic of the Christmas story that's written in the gospels that we hear Linus and Charlie Brown yeah. read about. And, um, and so I love the idea of, of writing a book that would tie all the magic of the traditions of Christmas into the magic of the Christmas story of the stars and the angels and the animals and a little baby who would change the course of all history. And so it's been a really beautiful thing to, to ponder and to write about and to sing about with, with my kids and the hope being that it would invite kids from one to 92 and all kinds of different people (laughs) to kind of, you know, sort of take a moment and gather around the warmth and light and hope of the Christmas story in their own homes. And then maybe sing and dance in the kitchen for the joy of it. (laughs) I love that. I love the cover too. It totally reminds me of the the scene in um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas where they all get around the, the tree and they're Whoville vibes. It's Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who that's a, that literally, I was like, hey, 
when uh, I love the illustrator, Laura Ramos is amazing. She'd never actually illustrated a book. I found her on Instagram. Oh, wow. So I just loved the way her whimsy and the way she played with light. Um, And I was like, Hey, can the cover be like Hulu vibes, but with all children from all over the world and also animals. And she was like, I got you. (laughs) I love it. I love that. I need to get her info because I'm thinking about writing a children's book right now. I just released my book, The Art of Getting It Wrong, three months ago. which is cool. Um, Congrats. I'm already like, I'm more, like we've been talking about our son's special needs. Um, and so he's got a form of cerebral palsy called left side hemiplegia and had all kinds of strokes um, when he was younger. So he's got all these developmental delays. He's nonverbal, like just all these things like that he has overcome and is overcoming and fighting for. And Amazing. just, he's a walking miracle in every way. And um, so we've we've been talking about doing a book called Linky the Lion um, and just about this lion who overcomes these challenges. And so, Mm -hmm. but I need an illustrator because the extent of my coloring is horrible. (laughs) Yeah. My kids were like, mom, you should draw the pictures for your book. And I was like, no. No. (laughs) I'm fairly good at like comic book characters, but that's about it. I I will say I, both of the illustrators that I've worked with Kayla Heron's the first one. She's so, I mean, if you want to do a book, ask her now because she's like back to three years yeah yeah so i and she was she our timeline for the book didn't work with hers but um laura laura ramos kayla heron i love it highly recommend awesome well Um, all your art is so great and the book is so great and we just mm -hmm. were kind of we got the digital version uh because it it came out this week so we haven't had a chance to get the physical copy yet but um looking forward we're really really excited about for you and we'll definitely be that's the thing that's so great about christmas books too is like you get those books that just become like a staple in your home you know and they go yeah. in the, the christmas box and you sort of develop this tradition around these things we do it with christmas movies we do it with yep. christmas songs we do it with christmas books right yep. and so especially when your kids are young like reading a book together around the fireplace and the tree lights are on and everything's just like, "Mm, you got a cup of cocoa and you just read this book Mm -hmm. together as a family. And the cool thing about that is whenever you start it, whenever they're young, when they're like 18, they're still like, Hey, let's, let's read that. We got to read that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is like the dream. And it's been so beautiful. I, for me, hearing stories of families with the other children's books that I've written, they're like a part of like this, sacred special time mm-hmm. with the kids before bedtime before they put them in yeah. bed at night or they fall asleep listening to these songs and mm-hmm. it is it is one of the most humbling uh and and deeply honor it's like the honor yeah. of one of the honors of my life is to get to be a part of those really mm-hmm. special family moments and i think for this book that was exactly my hope and my prayer that it would be sort of a moment to gather around and ponder the beauty and the hope of the Christmas story yeah. with kids from one to 92. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. I feel like Christmas is that time of year too, where even if that's not a part of your like normal rhythm of life, like, yeah. I don't know if this is the case with you, but like whenever we've tried to sit down and have like a Bible study time with our family, it's right. chaotic. 
Like it's just like impossible. But at Christmas, something switches over and like our kids all (laughs) of a sudden have an attention span because they like are in it. You know, they're like, they want to, they want to celebrate this way. They, the feeling of nostalgia and the warmth and the hope and the, you know, it's like this, this big month long exhale. You know yeah. what I mean? So I love yeah. that this is coming out and it's coming out early, which is great. So this is, gives everybody who's watching this podcast or listening to this podcast more than enough time to get this thing uh, in time for the day after Halloween, which is the appropriate time to put up the Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Highly debated. Yes. House. yes. We are Just, a house divided. We've got about half of us that are like wanting to do it the very first day of November. Yeah. And then the other half that's like, you got to wait till like closer to December. At least. Yeah. So. After Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. My daughter literally said this morning, she was like, mom, I mean, it's almost Halloween. We can just go ahead and decorate for Christmas. right?" <laughs> like, I don't think God's going to be down with that. Yeah. yeah. He would be pretty sad if he came back from tour and we were fully decorated. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I feel like at this point, everything goes though, you know, after yes. 2020, like it's just everything, <laughs> out there. everything goes, it doesn't matter. Time doesn't exist. This is just like, you know, I love it. <laughs> One of my favorite singer songwriters, John Prine, who actually passed in uh, a few, I mean, during COVID, he passed, which was like such, oh, such a sad day. But we found out, I found out that he le- he left a Christmas tree up in his house all year long. I and I told that. Drew, my husband loves him. And I was like, see, John Prine <laughs> does it. <laughs> so, highly debated in our- You just need our, a room that's dedicated to it. You know Christmas what I mean? Room. Like it could be your room and then you just go in there. That's your happy place, you know? Office, yeah. I'm yeah. going to put it up in my office. That's there a good idea. Just get one of those treetop, like tabletop trees. Yes, exactly. A Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all, but when I was, I think I was nine years old the first time um, that we did this, but I, and we actually, I asked my mom this recently, because I was like, did we just do that once? It had such a mark on me as a kid because yeah, it was just a one year thing, but we're, I grew up in Nashville and one of our Nashville friends, musical family, of course, invited all of their friends over for a chili carol night. Yeah. And they made a big pot of chili. There were like, I, it felt like hundreds of kids there just running around. I remember us all playing hide and go seek. And then they called everybody in this big room together. They passed out little songbooks and like, grandparents to little toddlers started calling out songs like their favorite Christmas songs. And I love that about Christmas music. My husband and I do a Christmas show every year at the Springhorn symphony center. There's just something about the music that happens at Christmas. Um, that reminds us of these, you know, traditions and gatherings of people who we love of people who've passed already. And there's like a sadness and a longing and a hope and a joy and a beauty that, that is connected to these Christmas songs that we sing every year. And I remember as a nine-year-old girl that night, just going, we were made for this. I think we were made to get together with all the people in our lives and, and, and sing and sing for the joy of it. And yeah. I continue that tradition. Now we do that at our home. We gather with neighbors and friends and put a basket of instruments in the center of the room. We cook chili and we sing Christmas songs and it is not, it should never be recorded because it is like, <laughs> it's not in tune. There's bells and tambourines and shakers I and quarters it. and 
you know, xylophones. Nanny. Yeah, it's a hoot nanny. Yeah. It is a joyful noise, um, but it is one of my favorite things that we do. And so I think for me, there is this hope because there's a record that we made to go along with the book. There's a song of the book every time that I write a children's book. I, When I write it, I'm like singing it. You'll probably do that with your book too. Yeah. You're a singer too. But it is, there's a, there's a cadence and a rhythm of the children's book that... Yeah for me, beckons a song every time. And so I think my hope is that maybe, just maybe other people would be inspired to gather with friends and family and and make a joyful noise because of the joy that I think Christmas reminds us that we have a reason to sing. We know that it's the story that tells us that there's hope, that death doesn't get the final word, that love is with us, that we're never alone, that we all have a place where we belong. And so I think there's this hope in me that there's maybe some new traditions inspired of people gathering. And even if they don't know how to sing or don't feel like they could carry a tune at all, they could turn on the record and be like, we'll sing along and dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love uh, the community about that too. Cause like we're created for community. And I feel like there are things that we, that we more naturally gravitate toward, um, to sort of create that community, but music, like from a physiological standpoint, like, I don't know if you've ever read anything about like choirs, um, like when, when people sing together, like their hearts, like literally start beating in sync with each other. (laughs) Like you want to talk about like, the way that God has made us and the impact that music has on people to unify, you know, uh, it's just amazing. And Christmas is just such a great time to be able to practice that and and, in ways that people are more receptive to than maybe the rest of the year, which is super cool. And we are definitely inspired to start doing this in our home. I want to want to cook some chili steven makes a really good we, chili by the way we do need to so. do a chili cook-off with you guys because Come uh, on. it's <laughs> like legitimately it feels like chilly weather in tennessee already which is amazing like it's still in, mm-hmm. I, I think probably still in the hundreds in texas but like it feels like fall this week is fall come, you know, i made soup like, last night oh, i was yes. like it is soup season it I'm is so it's so awesome great. So we'll do a we'll do a chili hoot nanny with you guys. Chili hoot nanny, that sounds good awesome. to me. <laughs> that would be great. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and we are so excited for you and your book, and can't wait to hear the songs as well. That comes out in like in November, right? Yeah, that's right. So really excited for all of that, and excited to thank sing them with you. our kids uh, this Christmas and read your book around thank the fireplace. Friends. With the tree. Yeah, y'all, look what else we have. This is kind of special. This is Hope the Hedgehog. And she's in all of my children's books. We have this little hedgehog. I love it. Then look, she it's been it's been really fun. It's like kid tested and approved. Because uh-huh. even my dog, we have one for Dolly Parton, our dog. Oh, <laughs> nice. But you see the little picture of I love it. Hope. And then we've got all kinds of different kids. We got a little Drew's brother uh, was he had spina bifida, so he was in a wheelchair too. So we oh wow yeah I love that um, in the book too. But our kids are like acting out the scenes of hope. I love (laughs) that. So you can get a little uh, package of a little stuffed animal in it. Oh, I love it. So we're going to link all that in the show notes so that people can order the book. Uh, You know, I would highly recommend you guys do that. You can also we're going to put all of Ellie's. social media places you can follow her find her keep up with her 
um, see her music. We're going to just do all of it, you know, do all, you just need to, all the things y'all need to follow her. She's awesome. Yes. And uh, also if you are watching um, here on YouTube, uh, make sure you drop a comment down below uh, who you'd like to see us have on the, the podcast next. And uh, we've always got really cool guests coming on, uh, which is the thing we love most about doing this podcast is that we get to talk to really cool, interesting people that inspire <laughs> us. And Ellie's definitely one of those people. So make sure you leave a comment and, uh, and subscribe. If you're not already subscribed here on YouTube or on all the other places, podcasts are Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts, any other thing podcast wise, we're all on there. Make sure you leave a review as well. That just helps us keep doing what we're doing, but we love you guys. And we cannot wait to see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.